Okay, that's enough being nice to each other. Stop that now. <laughs> Get back to being your normal self. Yeah, stop being nice. Okay, I want to um, read something from uh, the book of Psalms, which is kind of, if you have a Bible, it's in the middle. It's on page 570 in my one, but you're, you'll find it on, uh, you'll find it on your, your Bible app on your phone quicker. This is Psalm 46. I believe it was written by David. And this is what it says. It says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord. The desolations he has brought on the the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bone, he shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You don't have to go here, but I want to read one other scripture to you. And it's from a place in the New Testament that Paul wrote to a crowd of people called the Philippians. And if I can just find it now. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, this is from 4, verse 6, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, the more and more people I speak to, the more and more people I meet, the biggest thing they're looking for is peace. Because it's very hard to come by in this world. There's like all kinds of stuff trying to rob it on us. I mean, if you just watch the telly and just watch the news, that's enough to rob your peace. There's enough mad crap happening everywhere. People killing each other, blowing each other up. I'm half waiting, I'm still half waiting on somebody to, to take to the footpath in Ireland and drive over 20 people. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's all kinds of crazy stuff happening in the world all around us. And that's without our own stuff. Our own families wrecking our heads. Our own um, relatives or the people we walk with or the people we do church with or the people we do whatever. There's enough of us wrecking each other's heads. And the thing about it is that if we, if we want peace, there's a way of getting it. And it's thousands of years old. I read a lot of stuff around counselling and psychology and all this. And there's all these people coming up with these ideas. Oh, if you just do this, if you just do that, mindfulness is the buzz thing at the minute, right? So if you just do mindfulness, and should that solve all your problems, then it'll be all great. And it will help, and it does help. But the reality of it is, it was in the Bible thousands of years ago. It's not new. But they're pumping out books and making a fortune out of them. Maybe I'll write one of them books myself, actually. But they're making a fortune out of them. And they're like, and it's as if this is a new thing. It's not. Thousands of years ago, God said, be still and know that I am God. I preached on that verse years ago. I found the thing and, and, and I had a name for it. Someone asked me last night, what's, what's your name for your thing? And I said, Psalm 46. 
I said, now what's your name? Sam. And I said, Sam 46. I don't have a big fancy name. But then I remembered years ago I did. I preached on that verse before and I said, sit down, shut up, do what I tell you and everything's going to be all right. Because that's basically what God is saying. The trouble is we don't sit down, we don't shut up, and most of us aren't good at doing what we're told. Is that fair enough? Am I the only one that's not good at doing what he's told? I probably am. Okay, I'll own that one. If you're, if, if, if you're like whatever you're up against in life, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether it's your health. It doesn't matter if it's your, if it's your family stuff. It doesn't matter if you're in a breakup. It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship and it's wrecking your head. It doesn't matter if you're broke. It doesn't matter if you're sick. Whatever the situation is, the one answer still stands for all of it. God is the sorter out of it. He's the one. He's the ever-present help in times of trouble. God is our refuge and our strength. An ever-present help. Ever-present. That means he doesn't leave us. He doesn't get lost. When the, when the going gets tough, he doesn't hit the road. I've had loads of friends over the years when the going got tough, they disappeared. I've had family when the going got tough, they disappeared. I have disappeared on other people when the going got tough. I've disappeared on family when the going got tough. We're human. We're going to let each other down. But you know what? God's never going to let you down. He won't disappear when the going gets tough. He won't just kind of show up on the good days and the sunny days and then when it's flashing rain on Tuesday, go, well, I'd see you when the sun comes back again. It is Tuesday, isn't it, John? You said it's going to rain Tuesday. Okay. Um, we're okay for tomorrow. It's a bank holiday. This is a miracle. Anybody not believe in miracles? I mean, we've got a bank holiday weekend. We've got good weather. Come on, please. I've said barbecue three times in my house. It hasn't been a thunderstorm. That's a miracle. That usually happens. The reality of it is that no matter what's going on, he's going to hang in there with you. Our problem is we don't look at him. We don't turn to him. We turn to all the other stuff that we use to try and make us feel better, whether that's something that we do, someone that we hang on to, or something that we used to do. And it used to work for us. You can, you can have things that you learned to do when you were a teenager, and, and they were useful skills or behaviors that you had Maybe it was sulking. Maybe it was shouting. Maybe it was whatever. And it worked when you were that age. But you're 40 now. Huh? I missed that. They're still doing it. Okay. The reality of it is, it just looks silly now. And it doesn't get you what you're looking for. And it doesn't get you the peace either. And if, if I'm right, then every one of us in this room has some real deep down desire that we just want to have peace in our hearts and peace in our heads. And you know what? Like, you can have money and still not have any peace. When you're caught up in a, in a financial point, when you're broke, you think, Once, if I only had a few bob, I'd be grand. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be worried. We've been broke. Honest to God, we have been broke. I mean really broke. Homeless broke. And we still had peace. Do you know, before we ever met Jesus, we had loads of money. I never had a minute's bleeding peace. Because even though I had money, I still went to bed worrying about would I have money next month? Would I have money next year? You could be in a relationship that's going well or going bad. And either have peace if you've got God in it, or have no peace if you haven't. 
Is she going to leave me? Is he going to leave me? What's going to happen? How's that going to work out? I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill her. Whatever. Probably a bit more honest, isn't it? I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill her rather than them leaving me. Do you know what I mean? But for the first, honest to God, for the first seven years, we were married, had two kids, and I was still waiting an aunt to wake up one day and go, what am I doing with him? And now we're here. It wasn't until Jesus started changing me from the inside out, and I started looking to him instead of to her to give me peace, that that made the difference. Like if you're in a job or you're not in a job, whatever the situation I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm going to keep repeating myself. I have another 15 minutes to keep repeating myself. Honest to God, if you want peace, there's only one place to go and get it. And that's in the throne room of God. That's in his presence. That's in just hanging on to him. There's a story in the New Testament of these two people, Mary and Martha, two sisters. Jesus turns up at the house. No one's ready. Martha is the, is the cook, obviously. And she throws a flap and she starts running around the house getting everything ready, cooking, cooking, cooking. Mary's sitting down at a man's feet and having like, oh, this is amazing. And the other was in a sweat in the kitchen, getting the place ready. When she started complaining about her sitting down, Jesus said, she picked the better thing. Now, I never read anywhere in the scripture where Jesus came out about the fact that Martha got him his dinner. So there's a place for doing the cooking too. That's not what I'm saying. But there is a place where activity will not get us what we need. What she needed was a touch from Jesus. Something to to settle her soul, settle settle her heart. And doing stuff wouldn't do it for her. But Mary got it because she just sat and waited. And I'm wondering how many of us are caught up in situations where we're doing, 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 trying to get the peace that we want. But the peace isn't coming. And the reality of it is, when that says, be still, it's talking about, it's got this whole connotation in it that you stop activities. There's been a whole kind of, um, the length of time we've been around church, there's been a whole push towards, that's talking about you sitting down and being quiet and just listening for God. And there's a place in that as well. I think that's right to an extent. But the actual thing I think is much more about you. Stop doing stuff trying to fix your problems because you're useless at it. Be honest with yourself for one minute. Don't tell me or anyone else, but tell me how many problems you've tried to fix and you just made it worse. Because we're, we're not that good. We're not as good as we think we are. We believe our own advertising sometimes. We think we can solve stuff and we can't. But if we're willing to trust him and go, do you know what, God? I can't sort this out. But you can. God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. He's also an ever-present help in good times. It's not only in times of trouble. He's there all the time. It doesn't matter whether things are good or bad. He's there. He wants to be involved. Hold on, can't see. Verse 2, therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Okay, so I'm guessing that's talking about like an earthquake or something. Okay, I haven't seen any mountains falling into the sea. I haven't seen, I've seen the sea surging actually. I've seen a few storms on the sea. But life can be like a mountain falling into the sea, can't it? 
When someone ups and walks out on you, when someone robs you, when someone betrays you, when somebody does something on you, when somebody hurts you, when someone lets you down, when something doesn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out, when the place you're living in is a dive and you don't want to be there anymore, and you can't see a way out, when all of these kind of things are happening, it can feel like there's mountains falling into the sea because they're your mountains. It's your life. It's all the bits that's going on inside of you. And other people are just getting on with their life. They're on the bus going to work whistling and smiling and enjoying the sunshine and you're sitting there going, does nobody understand that inside I'm dying? Does no one care that inside my heart is smashed to bits? God cares. And he knows. And he knows all them broken pieces and you know what he does? He puts them back together. Because he's the one who can. Because you can't. And I can't. And even professionally I can walk with people through that. But I can't fix them. I can't heal them. I can support them. I can counsel them. I can give them all this stuff I've learned. But it doesn't heal people. Only God heals people. Doctors only practice medicine. Do you ever notice that that's what they say? I don't know whether I want him practicing on me or not. But they're practicing medicine. So he's writing you prescriptions for tablets that's going to make you better and you're thinking, do you know what you're doing or are you practicing on me? But God knows how to heal us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We don't have fortresses. Most of us, anyway, don't. Depends where you live. We live in Crumlin. Sand police everywhere. We don't need a fortress. They're all around us. The bomb squad were on Stanaway Road the other night. You know that? This place is getting worse. We need more of Jesus in it. The reality of it is, a fortress was a place where people went to be safe. You only go to have a place where you want to feel safe if you feel like you're in danger. Is that fair enough? You don't go for safety if you're feeling safe already. But God is saying, I'm the place. I'm the safety place. I am the one who can make you feel safe. So where do you don't feel safe in your life? Where is it that there's little bits of your life where you're feeling, this isn't safe ground. I'm walking on a path here and the stones are loose underneath me. And there's a big cliff on the edge and I don't want to fall over. God is the one who says I can make that safe. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolation he's brought on the earth. That's really encouraging verse I tell. Um, you aren't getting me jokes at all, so I'm really struggling. <laughs> laugh a bit, we just Even if you don't get the jokes, laugh anyway, because it makes me feel better. Okay. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth and he breaks the bow and he shatters the spear and he burns the shields with fire. And we don't really have bows and arrows anymore. We have nuclear bombs. And we have people with guns and we have people with bombs and we have people with driving cars and knives and all kinds of stuff. God stops all that. When the Spirit of God really moves in a place, that stuff stops. But you know how the Spirit of God moves? He moves through us. It moves through us. Every single one of us has the opportunity to step into situations where there is danger, where there is violence, where there's all kinds of stuff. 
and bring some of that peace from God and give him an opportunity to break the bows and break the arrows and stop the war and stop the fight. But he does it through us. And then he goes on again. It says, be still and know that I'm God. Just be still. So there's places in our lives, I really believe to some of us here, and we have places in our lives where we need to stop doing things. Because we just keep doing things to try and fix something and we're making it worse. And right now you need to stop. And then there's other places in our lives where we're sitting on our hands saying someone needs to do something and God is going, yeah, and that someone is you. There's stuff happening around you. There's stuff happening, and it's not happening to you, but it's happening around you. And it's happening around me. And God is going, and I'm going, God, you need to do something. And he's going, yeah, I did. I put you there. He said that to me years ago. I gave out to him for years about crumbing. He said, I put you in crumbing, Brian, for a reason. When I grew up, I thought I would, I never wanted to live here. Never. I had an opportunity to get me a mass house for nothing. I didn't want it. Never kicked myself, but I didn't want it. I didn't want to live in Crumlin. I didn't want anything to do with Crumlin. Everything to do with Crumlin was just bad memories for me. But God put me here for a reason. So that he could start doing something. Why me? There had to be someone better qualified than me. But wherever you are, he's put you there for a reason. So there's like these two parts of our lives that are like almost schizophrenic. They're like two ends of a pole. Where one bit where we're frantically doing stuff to try and fix situations that we can't fix that we really need to leave in God's hands. And then there's other places where we're sitting on our hands and twiddling our thumbs and going, someone needs to do something. And God's going, you're there in the midst of it. Do something. So the question is, what will you do? What will you cease striving at? And what will you put that energy into something that you can actually do something about? Does that make sense? Because you see all of that stuff when we're trying to control other people in our family or whatever else it is, that all takes energy. It'd be what we're out going to bed trying to control other people, are they? And, then, and they don't do what you tell them anyway. They don't do their own bloody thing anyway. And just annoy you even worse. The reality is if we save that energy and put it into something that we can do that would be productive in whatever it is you live or walk or whatever that place is, I don't know what your personal situations are. I'm not trying to say I do, but I do know that the situations in this room. I know some of you are striving to try and fix things that you can't fix and you're not doing anything about stuff that you could fix. And I really think God is going, I gave you that energy, stop wasting it over there, use it in this. You could do something about this. And let me take care of that one. doesn't mean you'd have to stop caring. But just stop wasting your energy on it. And then I just want to go back to that scripture in Philippians for a minute. Because you know what? He tells us how, how not to have our energy robbed with worry and anxiety and all them things. I do ask people all the time when I'm doing workshops, do you ever worry about anything? Do you ever lose sleep over worrying? Do you ever feel sick over worrying? Everyone puts their hands up. Everyone. And then I go, and do you ever do all of that and the thing never happens? That's a sickener, isn't it? I was spending days worrying about something and then it didn't happen. Right? 
here's the reality of it. Worry doesn't get you anywhere. It really doesn't. Someone said it's like sitting in a rocking chair. You feel like you're doing something, but you're going nowhere. All the stuff we did today, the songs. I'd love to tell you that we were that clever that we pulled all this together. But I think God is that clever that he pulled it all together. We sang about no longer being a slave to fear. Then we said, so I'm no longer a slave to fear, God, so call me deeper. Bring me to a deeper place. And then we sang about how amazing his grace is that takes us and carries us going through them deeper places. And then we watched that video of that guy talking. It's on YouTube. You can watch it anytime you want. And the most amazing quote out of that was the bit from Nelson Mandela where he realized he needed to leave stuff behind him and step into his freedom. That was the bit that got to me of them all. I know he quoted other things as well. But here's the thing. There's lots of wisdom in this world. But the best wisdom I've ever come across is in that book. The most effective wisdom I've ever come across is in this book. The most truthful wisdom I've ever come across is in this book. And the stuff that works is in here. And this is the last bit. I'll read it again to you. Do not be anxious about anything. That's not a suggestion. That's not like it'd be a good idea if you didn't bother. That's telling you, don't be anxious. So how do you not be anxious? Because most people I sit with who are full of anxiety are going, I can't do anything about this. I was sitting with someone last night who's struggling with panic attacks. And it's like, I just get overwhelmed. But even in that, there's stuff we can do. But it gives you the formula for not to be anxious. You just pray about it. But in prayer and petition, present your request to God. So the woman next door is wrecking me head. Instead of sitting up all night worrying about what she's going to do tomorrow, you sit up for a half an hour and go, Jesus, you better sort her out. I'm going to sleep. And leave her with him. I need money, God. If you've ever been self-employed, you'll know what I'm talking about. When you don't know what work you have next month or the month after or the month after, you need to learn to trust in God or else you're going to spend every night awake worrying. It's the easiest practical example I can give you. you can walk, I've been self-employed for years. I've walked my socks off trying to get work and never got a thing. And then I have sat back and trusted God and seen him just over and over and over again. People calling me out of the blue going, can you do this, can you do that, can you do the other? There's a place where we're called to step into. And sorry, I'm not saying all of that to say, oh, I'm going to die great. I'm not. But I have learned how to trust. And, and it set me free because I came from a family of warriors. Worrying was a profession in our family. If you weren't worried about something, there was something wrong with you. Like, why aren't you worried? You should, if you have no problems, we'll give you a problem. You're, like, you need something to be worrying about. My ma would sit up till four o'clock in the morning worrying. Half the time she was worrying about me because I wasn't home. But... We'd no mobile phones around and them. But I'd be coming in the door going, what the hell are you sitting up worrying about me for? I'm 20. I can take care of myself. Did that do her any good? No, it just made her bitter and twisted. 
And that's what that does to us. Anxiety cripples us. But all through the scriptures, from the Old Testament right through to the New Testament, God is saying, stop worrying. What are you wasting your time worrying for? Can't change a hair on your head. Well, you can, you can lose them. But can't change anything. Doesn't do you any good. Being anxious isn't going to do you any good. It's only going to hurt you. So present it to God. And then here's the promise. That the peace of God. Go back to the psalm. Be still and know that I am God. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And bring it into where we are in the New Testament. And it's like the peace of God. That doesn't make any sense. It transcends understanding. That just means it doesn't make sense. In the midst of chaos, you can be sitting there and be all zen there, chill there, whatever word you want, because you're trusting God in the middle of all that. And everyone around you can be like headless chickens. But you can still sit in the middle of that and go, God's in control. I don't know what way it's going to work out, but whatever way it works out, he'll make it okay. It might not be the way I want it to work out, but he'll make it okay. And it will work. Well, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The peace of God that transcends all understanding. So, we're going to, there's going to be a song. It's going to play. It's a, it's a video. You can read the words of it as well while it's on. Um, it's probably about three minutes long, four minutes long. And while that's on, I'm going to ask you, for you, to take a step not here with your chair, but in your head and in your heart. Take a step towards God. If you don't know this God I'm talking about, if you're sitting there thinking, what's your man on about? Is it no case? Whatever. Have a chat with us later. But I want to know, tell you one thing. God knows you, even if you don't know him. Jesus knows who you are. And he loves you. And he cares about you. And he knows the situations in your life. And even if you don't acknowledge it, he's in the middle of them with you. So as this comes on, I want to ask you, would you just take this couple of minutes and sit on your own and between you and him, just have a conversation about the stuff that's been wrecking your head, robbing your booze, making you lose sleep, whatever it is. And then by the end of that song, agree with him that you will, you'll hand that over to him and let him have it. So that you can leave here and maybe tonight you'll be able to put your head in the pillow and experience the peace that passes our understanding. Is that okay? And when it's over, I'll come up and I'll pray.
God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help and trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress. Father, I just thank you that you are our fortress. I thank you that you are with us. That you were with us in the storm, you were with us in the shelter, you were with us everywhere. And I want to pray, Lord, that whatever whatever's going on in people's hearts in this place right now, that wherever they spoke to you about you in that song, Lord, that you would enter into that place with them. That you would enter in and you would be that shelter for them. That whatever they need right now, that you would be the answer to that prayer. Lord, for the hearts that are breaking right now in this room, I know you feel their pain. I know you understand that pain and you want to heal that pain. I want to ask you, Lord, to be tangible and to be real. That no one but no one can leave this room and not say that you are real and you have been here and you met with them. Father, I pray a blessing over everyone in this room. I ask that you would make your face shine on them. I ask that you would be with them as they wake up and as they go through their day and as they go to bed at night and that you would grant them peace in their hearts and peace in their minds. And that they would sleep in the peace of God. And they would rest and they would know your hand on their life. And you would know your strength in their life. And they would know your encouragement on their life. And they would know your love in their hearts. And your acceptance. And Lord, if they need it, that they would know your forgiveness. Father, have your way in us this week. Bless your people, I pray. In Jesus' name. If you need prayer before you leave here today, don't leave. Without getting prayer. There's be people up here at the front. We want to pray with you. We want to see God move in your life.